Welcome to the Heads Up Podcast. I am Jason Rogers, the head of school of Rundle College Society, and I'll be your host for this season's episode. With each new podcast, we hope to explore interesting topics relating to Rundle College student, faculty, and parent life. This season, you'll hear interviews with faculty, parents, alumni, students, and educational experts. Each episode will aim to provide an insight and context for the happenings in and around our community. Thank you for joining me and everybody in the Rundle College Society on this journey, and I hope you enjoy this Rundle experience. All right, welcome back to the Heads Up Podcast. I'm thrilled to be here today with uh, one of our alumni, Lydia Jones. And Lydia graduated from the Academy in 2011. Uh, She's got a pretty unique and interesting story. She attended both the college and the Academy. She's got a great perspective on those programs. um, But more than that, she's got a great perspective on life, learning, work, adulting, all of these things, and I'm really excited to explore uh, these topics with her today. Um, But before we get to the actual questions, the reason uh, I invited Lydia on the show first and foremost was I was at an event at Rundle Academy that happens once a year, and it's called the Moves Mountains Breakfast. And at the Moves Mountains Breakfast, it's basically the anti-awards day ceremony. The whole premise is we invite in one student, every teacher gets to invite in one student and their family, and we basically celebrate all of the hard work that they've done that may not have turned out to be a most outstanding student or a most improved student or an athletic award, but it's all the behind the scenes grit and determination and perseverance that these students have displayed, which is helping them reach their potential. So each year at the Moose Mountain Breakfast, we invite back an alumni, to speak to the students, and this year was Lydia's turn to come back, and I have to say, I was totally inspired by uh, Lydia's message, and I thought it'd be great if everybody in our community could hear from her as well. So without any further ado, I know you're here not here to listen to me, we're here to hear from Lydia, so I'd like to pass it right over to Lydia. Lydia, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Jason. Yeah, I can't wait to, for everybody to hear your speech. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so people... Anybody who's listening, just imagine uh, you're sitting in an auditorium right now, and Lydia, graduating class of 2011 from Rundle Academy, has just been called to the podium, and she's about to deliver her Moves Mountain speech. Lydia Jones. Good morning, board members, staff, parents, and award recipients. My name is Lydia Jones. I'm a Rundle Academy alumni from the class of 2011. I also received a Move Mountains award during the inaugural breakfast in 2011. I never imagined eight years ago that I would have the honor of speaking with you this morning. I started at Rundle College in September 2005 as a grade seven student. I had never been an academic and somewhat struggled in elementary, which is why my parents sent me to Rundle College, which had on average 14 kids per class. Over the course of two years at Rundle College, I had a great social life, but continued to struggle academically. It once took me seven hours to write a math midterm and I barely finished it. This was identified by my parent, to my parents by a number of teachers, like Mr. Sylvan, who advised them that I'd be a good candidate to get a psych ed assessment because I was getting graded below 50% during tests for math and science. This was very rough. In the spring, my assessment came back with a code 54 result for ADD. 
I had a learning disability, and instead of feeling relief, I felt disappointed in myself and embarrassed because of the word disability, even if it is called a mild learning disability. I was still disabled. Then came more news. I was being referred to the Academy, a school that was for kids with LDs. I had heard of the Academy before, and common understanding was that this school was for the disabled kids. I would be wearing the same uniform, but the school wasn't as shiny and new as the beautiful, brand new 17th Avenue campus, and it had even smaller class sizes. I truly dreaded the day that summer ended because I'd be leaving my friends and starting over again at a brand new school for grade nine. When I started in the ninth grade at Rundle Academy in 2007, I was placed in Miss Williams' homeroom and was warmly welcomed by students and teachers. I quickly started making friends. The students were very open about many things that I was embarrassed to talk about, like what kind of LD I had, what kind of medication I took to help with my ADD. These were things that I hadn't quite come to terms with yet, but this openness helped me feel accepted and realize that I didn't have the kind of disability that I'd built up in my head. At first, I wondered why classes felt easier and why I was grasping concepts faster. I was actually enjoying school for the first time in my life. It was the way that teachers were teaching the classes. I was given different accommodations for tests, like extra time, audio, the ability to listen to music on my iPod classic, and a quiet space so that I could focus. By Christmas time, I was on the honor roll and was doing well in my classes with much less effort put in. I felt empowered by my teachers and by my parents. I was also quick to sign up for various athletic extracurriculars like volleyball, basketball, track, cross country, etc., which made my first year even more amazing. I stayed at the academy through high school and finally grade 12 came, and with that came planning for post-secondary. By this time, I had figured out what study strategies and learning strategies worked in my favor, and this helped me learn how to advocate for myself. I honestly never really considered university as an option until grade 12. All I'd heard from my parents is how hard they were working to save for my future and how expensive university would be, and I would have to study really hard. Once I realized that my grades were actually acceptable, I was certain that I either wanted to be a history teacher because I enjoyed studying World War I and World War II, the Cold War, etc., or that I was going to be a gym teacher or physiotherapist. So with that, I decided on kinesiology as my university major and applied to Acadia University. After going on a campus tour, I got accepted. I hadn't been more proud of any accomplishment in my life. I worked extremely hard and had moved some mountains to get there, but that is not where I stopped moving mountains. I was sitting in Miss Davidson's Bio 30 class in March of 2011 and suddenly got very anxious as she compared the endocrine and nervous control systems and further explained how they interact. I then realized that I had no interest in doing bio for the rest of my life, let alone the next four years. 20 minutes later, I went to Miss P's office, who's now Miss Cawthorpe, and deferred school for a year so that I could travel and figure out what I actually was interested in. One may call this an impulsive reaction to a feeling, but it's definitely a good decision that I made. After graduating, it only took about two months to figure out what I wanted to do for university. After talking to an old friend from Rundle College, I decided on Acadia's business program. So I reapplied and was accepted for the fall 2012 semester. So it was a bit of a waiting game by 
This time, I was working three jobs, saving for a trip for India. After months of saving, I went off to India as an 18-year-old young woman by myself to work with orphaned children who had various disabilities, mentally and physically. During this time, I helped children and adults by advocating for them. Due to the caste system in India, many children are abandoned in gutters, train stations, etc. at an early age, and as soon as disability presents itself. I worked with an organization based out of Toronto that provides these disadvantaged kids and adults with a roof over their heads, education, vocational training, and special medical care so that they can live with dignity in a loving environment. During this time, I learned a lot about myself, about politics, and the power of cholera. <laughs> India is a beautiful country, but it isn't for everybody. Finally, after a year of waiting, August 2012 rolled around and I was set to start my first year of undergraduate degree. I was in the very small town of Wolfville, Nova Scotia. It had been over a year since I'd done anything school related. So I was definitely feeling like I was a bit less prepared than any of the other students in my classes who'd just taken the summer off. At this point in time, I was really feeling like I'd overcome my learning disability and thought I would see how things would go and try classes exa and exams without accommodations. This was a big mistake. My grades were not where they should have been. I had a math heavy course load, first year counting and economics. And I definitely put myself through unnecessarily, uh, unnecessary stress. By second semester, I learned my lesson and went down to the Disability Access Center with my IPP and psych ed assessment. And it was pretty well smooth sailing from there. By advocating for myself, I would meet my professors regularly through the semester and was on a first name basis with each of them. They knew exactly what I needed in the classroom. And oddly, none of them were weirded out by my use of ear defenders during exams, tools that also became useful in my lively dorm room. <laughs> Over the course of four years, I revisited old friendships with students from Rundle College and rekindled friendships from the academy as Acadia became an increasingly popular due to very small class sizes. Great services for students who require testing accommodations, and it's located in a beautiful part of the country. By the end of my tenure at Acadia, I'd, I partook in various extracurriculars. I served for two years on the students' union as vice chair and chairperson. I became a member of the Acadia Finance Society and was hired as a teacher's assistant in two different courses within the business department. I was also hired as a research assistant. All of these extracurriculars were opportunities that I never thought I'd be afforded, given that I had a learning disability. Heck, I never thought that I would even graduate university given some of the mountains that needed to be moved in my home life with my family, while facing the great pressures of university course loads, a social life, and these extracurriculars. But I did graduate from Acadia with a major in Entrepreneurship and Innovation Studies in 2016, and this was the biggest mountain to date. During my summers off from Acadia, I had the opportunity to intern at a midstream oil and gas company in downtown Calgary. I spent, I spent three summers doing different rotations through various departments so that I could get a full picture of our business. By the time I graduated with my degree, I was lucky enough to be hired into a full-time role within the supply chain department just one week after graduation. I've spent the last two years purchasing materials for various different pipeline and facility projects. Buying things like line pipe, valves, measurement tools, basically the boring stuff that I find interesting. It's been eight years since leaving these halls, but I haven't forgotten about Rundle. I'm an active and proud Rundle alumni 
in the community and as of late have had the pleasure of serving on the Rundle Alumni Committee, which allows alumni to reconnect at various functions and provides networking opportunities to help further your professional career. Rundle gave me the tools to create my own successes, got me back on track when I had veered from the straight and narrow, and taught me the great importance of self-advocacy. With these tools, I developed confidence in myself and turned what many call a disability into great capabilities. These tools identified my strengths and showed me how to use ADD to my advantage. As bitter as I was to get diagnosed and face lots of labels, I feel very blessed that I had teachers at the college looking out for me. I ended up in such a wonderful community at the academy. I encourage all of you to cherish your time at Rundle. Learn as much as you can about yourself and get comfortable and familiar with what you need. Congratulations on receiving your awards this morning. I trust that each of you have displayed the ability to move mountains and have done so with tenacity and grit. I challenge each of you to stay connected and active in your Rundle community after your high school graduation, and I challenge you to continue to move mountains because it doesn't stop here. Thank you. Wow, Lydia, that was better the second time. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you for sharing uh, those words with us. Um, if you don't mind, let's. I'd like to dig into a few of the few of the comments you made a little bit deeper. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so Lydia, I've got I have four questions total. Then we're going to do a little thing called the Rundle Rumble, which is a quick fire word association game. So you can get yourself ready for that. <laughs> Uh, but the four questions I have have to do a little bit with your experience at Rundle Academy, but then taking it to post-secondary and actually the future of Rundle Academy, which is really exciting as well. So let's start back generally when you're at school. Um, there's a student named Grayson Klimek, and he graduated in 2013. And when he was running for a student council president, he said something that's always stuck with me, and it actually it resonates through your whole speech. Um, he, he ran on the phrase, let's take the dis out of learning disability. And we really got behind it and thought it was a pretty cool way to look at uh, learning disabilities. When I say take the dis out of learning disability, wh what does it mean to you, Lydia? Honestly, I couldn't agree more with the sentiment from Grayson. Right. Um, there are so many misconceptions about learning disabilities right. and what a learning disability is. Totally. Um, it can obviously range from being a mild learning disability to maybe a bit more severe. Yeah. But at the academy, the kids who attend that school are not by any means, like they are not severely disabled. Yeah, they're not, right? Um, they're very smart kids. Yeah. Maybe they need a little extra time yeah. uh, with exams. Maybe they just need to be taught differently. Yeah. I'm a huge supporter of universal teaching strategies. Yeah, like universal design for learning is a massive thing that goes on. Absolutely. And I think any kid can be, like, should be taught yep. from a universal teaching strategy or perspective. Yep. Um, these kids, some of them ha have dyslexia, ADHD, yep. ADD. Um, it's all about what you make of your learning disability. And right. I spoke about turning your learning disability into great capabilities yeah. and learning about yourself. I think if you have a learning disability, it's more about learning about yourself and what you need. And once you know what right. you need, right. those are the tools for success. It's like agency everybody. And, yeah, agency and advocacy are huge. And once you've got that, you're just cruising along. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think back to like a story about there was a kid who attended the academy and actually um, came in diagnosed with a learning disability, but then came to find out that 
is actually super gifted and one of the world's best strategy game players. And it's just because he didn't see the world in a conventional way that really worked with traditional education. And, uh, and he just flourished. But I see that in you and I see it in everybody who comes to the program. They come with like unique strengths that just need to be leveraged and, and off you go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's... Um, anyway, so, okay, there we go. So I think the big message, if we could take out of this podcast is like, you know, like you say, there are so many capabilities that are unrecognized when we start to label with a word like disability, which is so loaded in stigma. Uh, if we can do the benefit of kids and parents to understand that, that'd be just huge. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay, let's move on. I've got, I want to take you back to junior high, Lydia. So if you're talking to your junior high self who's struggling in school, or for that matter, any junior high student who's struggling in school, could be academic, could be social, could be any of the things, what advice would you give to yourself uh, in that moment? I think in junior high, um, I felt a bit disconnected. Right. Um, The teachers at the college were maybe not um, as in my face as academy teachers would have been. Totally. Because the academy teachers, they just identify where there's maybe some struggling and they address it head on. There's like really no place to hide. You got a class of eight kids, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But at the college, like what I'm realizing now as an adult is college teachers are here to support you just as much. Totally. Totally. Um, But the onus is really on you to advocate for yourself right and ask for help that's right ask for extra help sessions right um have a conversation yeah if you're struggling you know teachers might be seen as you know uncool or they're not they're not they don't have your best interests or um teachers just get you in trouble things like that um they just want to help you and they want you to succeed yeah uh, especially at this school and I would also encourage you to talk to your parents if there's something that you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. They are one of your biggest supporters, but they're also one of your biggest advocates. So if you're not comfortable having conversations, um, maybe you're embarrassed. I know I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I was struggling. I didn't want to identify to any of my friends For sure. that I was having any struggles. Right. Um, but once you have those conversations and you're getting the help that you need or extra assistance. Yeah. Um, it's really smooth sailing. I love that, Lydia. I think, um, I hope some kids are listening to this and are really empowered by what you've shared. Firstly, um, it's kind of hard to hear you say the teachers aren't cool. <laughs> that's kind of harsh, Lydia. That. I felt like you weren't then, but <laughs> yeah. I know that you are now. Yeah, right. So that, that's the first thing. But the second thing is, which is great for kids to hear, is that, um, yeah, I mean, all the adults in their lives are working really hard on their side. and They want to make life easier, not harder, I think, generally speaking, even though it might not seem like that sometimes. And uh, I hope that I hope people hear that in your message and, and take it forward and feel empowered to, you know, to share their challenges. I think that's the first part of uh, yeah. getting over anything. Well, teachers have the tools. Yeah, they do. And they'll give them to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's you cool. just need to make a plan. And I think that relate that leads right into the next question I want to ask you, Lydia, is about your university experience. So I think a lot of times um, kids are transitioning from the academy or the college to university, and um, oftentimes, again, they're afraid to ask for help or ask for you know accommodations when it comes to test accommodations in particular. I want to 
again, say, what advice would you have for a grade 10, 11, or 12 student who's about to go to university and perhaps could benefit from test accommodations? What would you, would you tell them? Man, I would have to emphasize first year university yeah. goes by so fast. It's so fast. And it is such an important year. Yeah. And you'll hear that from your parents. You'll hear that from your teachers, mm-hmm. but it truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in high school now, so you're used to the semester system where yeah. you, you're you just taking classes maybe September to January yeah. and then onwards through June. Um, the semester system is also used in university, but um, there are is a stricter schedule at least from what i've experienced you know you're having tests in all your classes pretty much right away i think by third or fourth week of classes yeah. i was having midterms and they call them midterms but it's really like you have three midterms in this class and yeah. they're all weighted this way and honestly the advice i'd have is definitely attend classes yes for um sure. don't be the person that goes uh it's a friday afternoon yeah. sun's shining i'm gonna skip mm-hmm. i did that don't do that <laughs> Um, it's not just a really formative year for your education, but also for your social life. I was lucky enough to go away for university. So, Mm -hmm. um, and in a small town, uh, like partying and all that, all that stuff, um, football games, tons of socializing and at least, at least you have the first couple of weeks to get comfortable in maybe your residence or your living situation and meet people. Um, but there, there's always going to be people socializing. Yeah. Um, but honestly, what I didn't do was really pay attention to what I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I saw that I needed a social life and I'm glad that I built that foundation for sure. Um, but what I didn't look at was what I needed to set myself up for success academically. You have academic orientation and you hear from professors and, uh, head of departments Mm -hmm. and whatnot about the importance of university. Like you can only have three things, social life, good grades and sleep. Yeah. You can only have two of those three yeah. things and it's true. Yeah. So think about that yep. and just make sure that you're getting the accommodations and tuning into what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just for accommodations. That's also for like medications that you're on. Right. Exactly. I found in my last year of university um, I'd been on the same medication for since I was 14 years yeah. old. So yeah. it actually just stopped working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, okay, two weeks into the semester, my grades are slipping a little bit, and I have no idea why. Yeah. I've, I'm still putting in the yeah. same amount of effort. Totally. I'm attending classes. I'm studying and studying. So what's going wrong? Totally. Well, maybe that's it. Wow. And I think like what I hear from you, Lydia, is about like broad themes of self-understanding. Um, self-advocacy and self-care like I hear you saying that if you follow those themes through um, you have a pretty good chance of success post post-secondary but if you drop any of those like advoc- advocacy understanding or care um, there will be real challenges ahead absolutely and y- university especially an undergraduate degree where you're just figuring things out there's a lot of balls that you're juggling yeah. a lot of them are up in the air self-care is huge um, especially your mental health. Make yeah. sure you're taking time you got for it. yourself and um, set some time aside. Yeah, 
I'm glad you bring that up because it's a really important consideration for uh, everybody these days and always. But particularly those first years or all the years at university are extremely yeah. stressful. So And you're, it's your first time on your own probably. Yeah. And uh, maybe yeah. you're away yeah. from Nova Scotia for school. Yeah. That so. might, be a good, uh, might be a good plug for alumni network too because there's a lot of alumni who you can reach out to have either attended the school you're at or attending a program that you're studying and might be able to give you some good advice. And so, you know, Lydia, what are the ways for alumni to connect right now? Like if, if you're an alumni out there, Rundle College alumni, you just have our academy and you happen upon this podcast, um, how would they connect with Alumni Network? What's the best way? That's a great question. Um, the alumni committee that I sit on, we've only really been active for the past year. Right. So we're just working some kinks out. But um, I think the best person to reach out to would be Aaron Gottel. Aaron Gottel, yeah. Yeah, and uh, let him know that there's a that you'd like to connect with someone. Totally. Um, maybe that's gone to the same school, or yeah. maybe you have an idea for a networking event, yeah. or uh, those types of things. I know we're looking into maybe having like some mentorship sessions. Cool. And cool. whatnot. Cool. I think yeah, and I think that's great. I mean. Aaron Gettle, so G-O-E-T-T-E-L at rundle.ab.ca, or uh, Miss Cawthorpe, or Miss P, as many of you know her at the Academy. And they've been great at connecting alumni. We have well over um, 1,000 alumni now, and, and we're in touch with you know 85% of them. So there's a good chance there's going to be somebody in your industry or in your program of study who's going to be willing to connect and help you out, which is a huge advantage to being a part of the Rundle Network. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, okay, Lydia, my fourth and final question is this. We are currently uh, in a redesign at the Academy. We did the lunchroom uh, last year, junior high lunchroom. Now we're doing the assembly hall where I know you spent a lot of time in high school. And then moving forward, we're going to do brand new learning spaces for the Academy. Uh, I know what this redesign means to me and why it's so important, but I'm curious from your perspective as an alumni and a former student at the Academy, what does the Academy redesign symbolize for you? Well, gosh, um, the redesign means a lot to me. I was actually completely unaware that the lunchroom had been redone until yeah. a visit a couple weeks ago. It looks amazing. And I didn't realize, um, and I think it's so cool that students were actually empowered right. and given the opportunity to have input right. on creating their learning environment. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. You're not going to see that anywhere else. It's cool. We've totally followed human-centered design through with IDEO and Future Design School. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a couple podcasts about the design process where we interviewed the students on mm -hmm. the podcast. So it's totally worth checking out. And that's been a cool, really cool part of the process for us. Yeah. Learning environment is huge. Yes. Uh, the cool thing about the academy is that it's small. Yeah. It's much smaller than this uh, 17th Avenue campus. Yeah. And it's very homey. It is very homey. And right? I think this upgrade is going to be super beneficial for students. Yeah. Um, not only because they're able to have some input on design and whatnot, but maybe the space gives them an extra edge in learning how they learn best. Right. Totally. I think you've got it exactly. I think the space is designed to help them understand their learning. Um, yeah, it's super exciting to see it come together. So I'm inviting everybody back for September because the place is under construction right now. 
and it is going to be transformative. It's going to be really unbelievable. It's so exciting. Yeah, it's totally exciting. It's, it's so long overdue is what I keep thinking. Is like, it is. The Academy is a true center of excellence for education, mm -hmm. and it's great to see it getting its due, and it's going to be, yeah, the facility is going to stand up to yeah. the caliber of the program. Yeah, having that space to support your learning is so important. Cool. Okay, Lydia, um, now for the surprise segment. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Yes, you are. Okay, <laughs> so here's what's going to happen. is I'm going to say a word um, that relates to your experience at Rundle, and then first thing that comes into your mind, I want you to just say it. I don't want you to think about it too long. Uh, it can be one word, it could be one sentence, it could be a paragraph, it could be a story, but I'm gonna say one word and then you respond. And we're gonna do this 10 times. Okay. Okay, I call this Rundle Rumble. We do it with many, many guests. So are you set? Yes. Okay, here we go. Uh, first one is Mr. Lawson. Funny. Funny, all right. Uh, make sure Rich hears that. Uh, second one is the assembly hall. Community center. Community center, totally. And that's the way it's always felt. And I think the redesign is going to honor that. Um, the third one is India. Inspiring. Inspiring. Yeah. I'd love to visit there. Um, fourth one is Rundle Alumni Network. A secret weapon for secret alumni. Weapon. Wow, good one. I think it's total secret weapon yep, for alumni. Absolutely. It's a wicked. I've been to several of the networking events and just to see the connections that are happening there. Yeah, really I could just add on to that. Um, a lot of students, uh, they leave Rundle, they say, done yeah. grade 12, never going back to that place again. Yeah. You'll go off, you'll do what you need to do. We're here and we're ready for you when you come back. Right on. I can't wait for you guys to help them out. That's a really great answer, Lydia. Um, sports at school. An outlet. Right on. Yeah. Great place to burn off some steam, eh? Yeah. Cool. Uh, math? Tricky. Yeah, there we go. Still tricky? A little tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Always takes work, right? Always takes work. Always takes work. Cool. Um, Rundle. Home. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, that's a nice answer. Accommodations. Safety blanket. Yeah, okay, right on. Okay, um, only two left. Okay. Okay, uh, Acadia. Home away from home. Home away from home. It's a really great school. So many of our kids it, have such great It truly is there. my second home. Cool. I'm going to I'll make sure I hashtag and include Acadia on this. Mm -hmm. I hope they give it a lesson. Yeah. That'd be cool, right? Um, and the last one is maybe a little bit more more deep. Uh, last one is success. Moving mountains. Moving mountains. Very cool. Love it. Lydia Jones, thanks for being our guest on this episode of the Heads Up Podcast. I hope uh, many listen. Um, I think you've got bits of wisdom in there for everybody from junior high students to parents. Um, thanks for sharing it with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, well, I hope uh, hope to hear you on the podcast again. We'll see you around. See ya.